know, it's been months now since we've gotten that dreadful, dreadful news that we had lost determination. We had lost our parental rights to Nina. It hasn't gotten any easier. As a matter of fact, it's gotten quite a bit harder because the days are just full of fighting for something that now is in the hands of a system. A system that has been set aside by rules for hundreds of years. Now we can't rate that as a successful system, but it is a system that is put into place with checks and balances and governed by the people of the United States, so we think. finding a lot of things out thinking about Nina and some days I feel like it drags me further away from my goal of Nina and brings me into a new realm of things that I never thought I would discover because I never knew that they existed every minute of every day I think of that little girl smiling it's like God completely has her around me constantly you know like a song will come on that her and I would sing together or meet her and her mom or something will reflect about her. So I know that there's something, there's something and something's going on that God is making sure that I'm remembering. Now he doesn't have to do any sort of thing like that because she's in my heart so deeply embedded that uh, I don't even know what could even remotely even think that it can remove it from there because that will never go. That is my daughter, Nina Gway. Mary Downing's daughter, Nina Gway. That is our daughter, Nina Gway. That is Brianna Gway's sister. And no one will ever change that. No name change, no court documentation, no anything will ever change the fact that God gave us the gift to make that miracle. And that miracle has been stolen from us for no reason. No, there is a reason. It's called corruption. The state of Maine is blanketed in it. The more and more I read about the rules, the laws, and all of these things, I'm finding more and more and more of the way the state of Maine is corrupted and breaks these rules, breaks their own policies and procedures, and uses them against the people of the state of Maine to steal their kids. When I started this podcast, it began more than an uphill battle for me. It began an impossible route to the top of K2. Because they knew I wasn't a person that would be silenced. And why would I be silenced? You stole my child. You stole a miracle from God. You stole a beautiful, innocent child from a perfectly loving mother, father, sister, grandma, grandpa, grandma, grandpa, dog, uncle, niece, nephew, all of that stuff. You took her. For what? I'll bet you 
if I asked that question and they were on the other end of this microphone, you would have had the same silence. Because what I will tell you is this, is when we went to that termination of, termination of parental rights hearing, the funny thing is this, is that Nina's, our daughter, her name was seldomly mentioned. My name was mentioned repetitively over and over and over about how the now the department was the victim. The caseworker was so scared of me because I got her name on the internet that she had to get a restraining order on me. But yeah, she continued to see me for long periods of time that she was so freaking scared, right? So in my mind, if she's so scared all this time, was she not operating under duress? I mean, she says in her paperwork that she had been scared for over a year. Well, that's about the time that you were in that, uh, you know, in the company of us and our family. So I would think that she was scared every time that she see me, that every decision that she made was made based on her duress. And I believe if the doctor does that, then that makes their decisions null and void. So why shouldn't that make this caseworker's decisions null and void? And let's talk about some bias. So why did this caseworker, after getting a restraining order on me, or I'm sorry, a protection of harassment, why was this caseworker able to stay on the case for a remaining uh, four, five, six months? Because we're not going to be biased now, right? No bias here. Because why was the attorney general or the assistant attorney general from the state of Maine office, why was she at the civil hearing? Why was she at the civil hearing representing the caseworker in her name? Not as State of Maine versus Darren Gwynn. Not as State of Maine employee, yada, 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 and my name. Not any of that. No, this was this lady's name. And the Attorney General represented her. The same Attorney General that represented the State of Maine in terminating my parental rights. Special procedures, rule 38, look it up in the state of Maine uh, policies and rules. It says that, you know, you can't, if you have interest or you're prosecuting someone else in other cases and determine this, uh, you, you can't do this. You cannot do that because now you've been subject to privy information that normally wouldn't come out until trial, trial time or, you know, something along that. You are hearing, you are ruling on arguable facts. Let's see. Special responsibilities of a prosecutor under main rules of professional conduct. They must refrain from conducting a civil, juvenile, or criminal case against any person relative to a matter in which the prosecution represent or has represented a complaining witness. Let me read this again. They must refrain from conducting a civil, juvenile, or criminal case against any person relative to a matter in which the prosecutor represents or has represented a complaining witness. So, that being said, I believe, and I'm sorry, it was Rule 3.8D, Special Rules of a Prosecutor. I believe in that being said, that's a no-brainer, right? 
Now I went to the bar association and I tried to file a grievance against her there. And of course, guess who is on the board of boards of overseers for the bar association? You guessed it. Her, Maura Kiveny, she is on the board um, and she represented the caseworker at that hearing against me in a civil matter, which I represented myself and I did a fine job. I will tell you this, I did a damn fine job. And I got to ask this caseworker certain questions that I wanted to ask because I knew in the long run there were going to be answers that I could use against this caseworker. Well, There's a day after Thanksgiving, which I knew I was going to be a little bit irritable uh, as we were not allowed to see our daughter. And this would have been the first time that I had seen the caseworker at B or whatever I want to call her there. But this would be the first time that I had seen her since this whole muckle up thing took place. So yeah, I was pissed. She comes into the house. It's a very cold day. She's got a job shadower with her. Little fellow, cute little guy, peppy little cheeks, cute little lisp, and you know, so on. Nicely fixed hair with his boat shoes and pretty little jeans, skinny jeans, of course. You get what I'm painting here. Suddenly they say, well, do you want to have the meeting out here on the porch? meeting out here on the porch. Why would we want to do that? We've never had a meeting out here on the porch. We've already gone into my mother's house and go into the dining room, which is attached to the living room, attached to the kitchen, which is attached to the bathroom, which is attached to the door, which we're standing at. So it's a very small house. Okay, you sure, Darren? You sure you want to go in there? Yeah, it's what we do every time, caseworker. Okay. So, onward we go. Inside of this house is my mother and my stepfather, whom I might add is 90 years old and just had open heart surgery. Setting up around the kitchen table as we normally would. My wife was actually at the house at this point because she was leaving to go to her house so that she could get her interview with said caseworker also which would be there afterwards, and this caseworker decides to give my wife a little bit of lip. Being a little, you know, power struggle with her position of authority, I believe, is what we were looking at there. Hard to swallow, hard to listen to, but I'll deal with it. My wife, Mary, she's a big girl and uh, very scary at times if she has to be. I would never mess with her, I know this. That's why I love her so much. Because... She's amazing. But anyway, uh, so she takes off, goes to her, her mother's, so that she can wait the arrival of this princess caseworker here. And then uh, there is my mother and my stepfather, Bob, who's now standing there in the living room. Uh, Bob had just come in in his walker and was sitting down with my mother on the couch, which their backs are to us, so it's not like they're staring at us with this situation. You understand. You guys are going to have to leave. I pet my head up. Excuse me. This is a private and confidential meeting. 
and uh, it would be much better if we could just have this alone in here without you guys, please. So if you could please leave and go in your room or something until we're done, that would be great. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Well, why are we doing this? We've never done this before. We've never had to leave. We've never had to leave this room at all. What's going on here, caseworker? Ma'am, please, don't ask me questions. Can you please just go in that room where time is wasting and we need to move along with this? Hey, you're not going to just force this guy who just had open-heart surgery to go sit in his bedroom. We can go outside. We will go somewhere else. They don't have to leave. No, 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 Darren, 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 Darren. Let's just, we just, come on, Bob, let's go. We're going to go over here. Right? So this is what's going on there. I look at her. Are you kidding me? And she just gets this snarl look on her face. We start having a discussion about that weekend and what was happening with Thanksgiving. And uh, I spoke to this nice, pretty gentleman and told him what went on. He read some text messages and yada, yada, yada. In the meantime, there now becomes uh, more of an intense conversation between myself and the caseworker. Not because of me, but because of the badgering that she's leading into it. And she's raising her voice, telling me to calm down. Yeah, Darren, calm down, calm down. Ha! I love my wife so much because there's a recording of it. I'm not raising my voice at all, whatsoever. I'm telling this lady facts. She doesn't like the fact that she's getting beat up by words. And words that she's spitting out, so I'm just defending, deflecting, if you will, all of these words coming out. Needless to say, that that meeting that day lasted for about 12 minutes. I knew, I knew that one day, I knew that one day, there was going to be a time when I would have to answer to this day. That day was the day that we were in the courtroom in York County and I was faced with these protection of harassment charges caseworker gets up on the stand I'm new at this I don't know what the hell to do it takes me about five minutes the judge was at that point very nice telling me look this is what you gotta do sir you're not a court judge but it's this this you know puts down the guidelines of the courtroom the whole night for me you know thank you very much your honor uh you know of course i'm trying to ask questions like a regular person well you can't do that in a courtroom that's not how it works so you know i'm trying to figure this out eventually i get it figured out so i can start rolling a little bit with some questions i ask her where she goes to school she tells me you know again smirky look on her face like ha 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 what are you trying to pull here you have nothing on me uh, and I put her down this line of questioning that brought her in to an area that she couldn't squirm out of. I said, now tell me this. Now, these classes that you take, aren't you aware? Don't they teach you? Don't they let you know how people's reactions are going to be when you come to remove their children? And she looks at me because she knows I got her right there. She says, yes. Your Honor, Your Honor, Your Honor. I object. This is, this is, he's leading her to a question. Mr. Gway, go ahead. You cannot lead her to a question. 
but you can ask her questions to get her to answer a certain question. Objection overruled. You may continue, Mr. Gwen. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. So, did they teach you in college uh, the reactions that people might have? Your Honor, overruled. Thank you, Your Honor. Did they teach you in college certain ways? Certain attributes of people? Did they teach you pretty much behavioral? Um, and then it came to me, you know, like, okay, did they teach you some sort of like behavioral, the way that they behave or whatever? I forget exactly how I worded it, but I figured out a way to ask questions. She's like, do you mean like how people react? I said, yeah. She goes, yes, they did. And I said, what was that? They will be upset and trying and this, that, and the other. Oh, exactly the way that I was acting the day that you came and stole my daughter, correct? Yes. Good. Was that a behavior that you were expected due to your training? Yes. Okay, good. So we've now cleared the fact that I didn't harass you there. You were expecting it. So you can't say that I harassed you on something that you were already preparing yourself. Now I have to sit and I'm thinking, how else am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't even really know what I'm going to do because I didn't think it was going to come to this. I thought that I don't know what the hell I thought. I just thought. I just did, you know. So I sit there. It takes me a couple minutes. Okay, Mr. Way, what we're not going to do is we're not going to spend the whole day. I would like to be out of this courtroom at 3.45. You will certainly be able to have enough time to do what you need to do, but you need to move these things along, please. Yes, Your Honor, on my part. I'm sorry. Miss Caseworker, do you recall a day which we were having a family tea meeting and that family tea meeting uh, you had brought yourself a job shadower yeah of course I do you remember it was cold out and everything we were going to have it out on the porch or you guys suggested it for whatever reason because of COVID who knows what the hell your reasoning was but it was a reason right correct yes okay we got in the house who was at the house that day uh, I believe it was your mother, Bob, your step, I mean, your mother, Nancy, your stepfather, Bob, and your wife, Mary, was there briefly before we, uh, while on our arrival or whatever. Okay. How many times has my mother and Bob been at these family team meetings when you guys have come to their house and we've done them, our in-person meetings? Just about everyone. Do you remember asking Nancy and Bob to leave the room that day to, uh, that way we could just have that in private? Yeah, I do. And what did you say? I asked them if they could please get up and leave the room because we had some confidential information that we need to discuss and it wasn't right for the laws and all of this for you to, uh, them to be present. So I asked them if they could leave. Okay. Bing, 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 bing. There it is right there, folks. I didn't know why I did it or why or somehow, but I knew that that question was going to be important. Fast forward to our termination of parental rights here. 
Good morning, everybody. You may be seated. I look at my attorney, Peter, and I say, holy shit, I recognize this woman. I've had her before in court. Well, lo and behold, wouldn't you know that this is Judge Sutton, the same lady that was at the protection of harassment hearing. Now, I didn't realize it at this point. It hadn't clicked in my head. I just knew because I had so much case going on. I mean, courts going on with everything. I wasn't sure if I saw her in something else, but I wasn't. It didn't click together. But my attorney immediately stood up and said, Your Honor, the court wishes to ask you to recuse yourself. And I'm like, oh, my shit. I said, hopefully that I'm right about this because uh, what's going down right now, I'm pretty sure is a big deal. Stands up. He asks her to recuse herself. She unloads a line of legalese, I guess, if you will, on it and turns around and says, this court will be in recess until I, whatever, goes back. Didn't click in until then that that was the actual judge that was <laughs> involved in this. I look over, I got more Kivani next to me, and then said caseworker who is just looking straight ahead. <laughs> she comes back, she says, okay, this is fine. I've looked up this versus this, you know, da-da-da-da-da. I say I can judge... I can judge uh, with no bias to this case since we're going to hear the same things, yada, yada, yada. That's a bunch of crap because we're not going to hear the same things. The fact that she already has given a judgment on me in a separate case proves that law can't appear to be law because, why? Because she's already judged me before. Never mind that. Now we have what going on? We have the caseworker who is now getting up there to take her turn. My attorney begins to ask her questions. First, you know, just leading her in, so on. Then he gets to, do you remember a certain night? Oh, yes. And she goes, yes, I remember that Thanksgiving day. Darren was out of control, screaming, lying, telling all kinds of things, saying, I hope that that son of a bitch dies and I need to get the hell out of the kitchen so I'm not having him in here on this meeting and so on and so forth. Like making a ridiculous accusation against me and I'm laughing because I'm like, holy shit. Because you know why? Because I know that this judge heard this question already at a protection of harassment hearing and I know that she heard me ask her this question. So there's no fucking way that this lady's freaking testimony can be worth the shit now because this judge knows that she's lying. Doesn't that make sense to you? Doesn't that seem like a no-brainer? Doesn't that seem like that's so common sense that possibly that should lead for a void order immediately because that's the rule and I think I just answered the question in my own head is that that is she knew she perjured she knew she lied on the stand she knew she shouldn't have been there all of the characters are in this courtroom this thing is a farce it was a joke and I think it should be thrown away my child has suffered long enough and so hasn't our family This is a route that I'm going to with our show from now on. This is the way that I'm paving so that I can show how the corruption and the state of Maine is so deep that it ties the courtrooms up 
it makes them lead to false allegations, turn false allegations into false imprisonments, into false uh, children being removed. All of this for the price of money. That didn't even make sense what I just said, price of money, but you know what I'm saying. It's paychecks. It's dirty money. The stimulus checks we get, dirty money. Everybody is in on it in our government and the state of Maine. And it's time that the people wake up and understand that this is not a temporal hat wearing type of situation. This is real life, real facts, real children, real adults, real families on the soil of the state of Maine getting destroyed on purpose. It's sickening. It disgusts me. I want out of this godforsaken state so freaking bad that it turns my stomach. I don't even like to say the name of it anymore. It's made mainly a piece of shit. I have no faith in this government and I'm going to lose and I'm going to lose and I'm going to lose as long as I stay in the court system here in the state of Maine. Let me take a break.